0: And learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive.
1: Welcome to a Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Through a mix of solo and interview episodes, I want to showcase all the different ways the spirit world helps guide our daily lives, whether it's through intuition, signs, mediumship, channeling, the mystical, or the paranormal, our altruistic spirit guides and other members of our loving soul team are always there, ready, able, and willing to guide us. Welcome to another episode of a guided life podcast. I am your host, Laura West, and I am so excited to have with me for a third time, Lee Walzak, an amazing psychic medium and angel communicator and one of my very dear friends. So thank you, Lee, so much for being here again.
2: Thank you for having me again. I always love coming on and I'm so excited. It's the third time. This is great. Yeah, three is a very good
1: number. So I'm just excited to share you with the world. (laughs) I'm excited to
2: be shared with the world.
1: Oh, good. Feelings mutual. Good. (laughs) So to jump in,
2: I first wanted to ask you, how has spirit guided your life? That's a good question. And it's such a big question. Yep. I feel like spirit has guided my life in so many different ways. I don't feel like I would be doing the work that I'm doing without the guidance of spirit. I think that was all divinely orchestrated for sure, and now I've been doing the work for ten years. I think how old am I <laughs> Yes, so like ten or eleven years, which is crazy to me in the best way possible, but I think spirit also guides my life every day with the intuitive downloads and the intuitive hits and all of that, and I think we just need to get quiet enough to listen and be receptive to that but it's an everyday thing. It's an entire lifespan thing. So in so many ways. (laughs) I
1: was almost hesitant to ask you that question because I feel like you go so in depth with that already in the previous two episodes that you've been on. One, we really dived into your mediumship journey and how you came to B, And then the other one, we talked about signs with spirit, which is one of the actually most listened to episodes on my show. So people love signs.
2: (laughs) Is it really? I love that. That's so cool.
1: It is. I'm glad it resonated. Yeah. Well, you give such good stories that I think people can relate to. And I don't know, for me, it's always validating to hear how it validates for other people as well. When we learn how spirit is... Always around us, and what kind of signs they show up with. So, I think it does resonate with a lot of people.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. I like to talk about it because I say I feel like it normalizes talking about it. The word that I like to use is magical. You can use whatever word you want, but it feels magical to me when all these synchronicities start to happen and you know that you're getting the signs. There's a magic about it. So, that's amazing, though. I love that. That is one of the most listened to episodes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Of course. So with that said, if anybody wanted to hear more about Lee's journey through mediumship and how signs have really played a huge role in his life, then please be sure to listen back on those episodes. But I'm actually really excited about what we're going to be talking about today, Lee, because I know between you and me and some of our other psychic medium friends, we have these sorts of discussions on the sidelines or in the background of what we notice on social media and what irks us and what resonates with us. And I think that the side that irks us maybe doesn't get talked about very much. So from a psychic medium perspective, I'm excited to have this conversation with you for the listener. So with that said, if you can get us going on what it is that we're talking about.
2: Sure, I can. It's such a big conversation, right? And my goal and my intention in talking about this specific realm of things is to keep it high vibe. And and it's not coming from a place of judgment necessarily, but it's coming from a place of having done the work that I've done for the past 11 years. What I feel is important to receive and look for in a reading and What you might want to question if someone offers it to you in a reading. So I think with the rise of social media and especially things like TikTok, and I'm not calling out any one app, but, you know, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is, right? Just social media. I think there's been a huge uptick in people who are claiming that they are mediums or that they are readers and they very well could be. I don't know. That's why I'm saying claiming, but they are psychics or what have you. And there's just been some things that I've personally seen where it's a sense of, oh, that doesn't really sit with me. If I was in the reader position, I don't know if that's appropriate to be saying to someone. And what I also see on the other end is people come to me sometimes in readings, and they will bring these things up in terms of like, oh, I saw another psychic or a reader, and they told me this. And what I'm finding is that some of the things that are being said are Actually, very damaging to the person that is receiving the reading. So I like to speak towards the ethics of it. Exactly. The ethics and also as a sitter, as a person who wants to receive a reading, what to look out for and how to get the most of your reading. I think that's really important. Yeah. So that's, I guess, what we're going to talk about today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that that's great. I remember the first time that I went to visit a psychic. This was before I even called myself that or practiced my own craft with that. And I had no idea what to expect. And I went in very excited, optimistically skeptical because I just really didn't know. And I think that because I came in open-minded, that helped me. And I did actually do an episode on this on what to do when you're preparing to visit a psychic medium to help make the reading better. So Anyway, I had no idea about any of the ethics that are involved in what I should be told, what I shouldn't be told, or whatever's supposed to come from that reading. So that's why I think it's really good that we're having this conversation. I don't really know if I've heard it in this space before. So like you said, just really coming from a place of where we like to work in integrity, Lee, you and I. And so we uphold that standard with others and when we don't see it because we hold compassion for people. And I'm talking more about sitters right now, the people who are receiving the readings. And so uh, maybe it's the empathy in us, but hurts my heart if I hear someone left a reading feeling worse (laughs) than they did going in.
2: Right. No, absolutely. I completely agree. And that's one of my gold standards as far as readings are concerned. For anybody, no matter who you are, you should not be walking away from a reading feeling worse than when you came into the reading. You just shouldn't. If that's the case, then maybe you didn't get a very good reading. (laughs) I'm just going to say it. And I will say, of course, spirit I believe, gives us what we need and not what we want. So that's a bit of a different territory where you might walk away thinking, oh, I thought this was going to come through, and that might not have happened. But if there are messages that feel like they uplift you or that they resonate with you, and if you're working with an evidential medium, if there's validation that comes through that you can identify with, all of that, I would say is a good reading. But if you were walking away feeling maybe even traumatized, because I've seen some people on online platforms and stuff. So 100%, you weren't on the receiving end of a great reading. You need to be able to walk away and at least feel no worse (laughs) than when you came. Hopefully you feel uplifted, (laughs) but at least no (laughs) worse.
1: Yeah. So I know we're being slightly elusive and maybe just speaking in generalized terms, but could you give some examples not to pinpoint anybody or point fingers, but just so the listener knows what we're talking about
2: more specifically? Yeah. Yeah. There's a few main ones that I see going around a lot that, again, this is all in my personal experience, in my opinion, this is my perspective. But I do find that these things can be very damaging to somebody, especially somebody who might be grieving the physical loss of their loved ones. So I would question it if a reader was to say something like, you're keeping your loved one here because you're so sad or because you're so in grief. They can't move on because you're so in grief. Yeah. In all my experience, that is absolutely not the case. Same. Right. So when we leave the body, we leave the body. It's not that we are attached to the physical anymore. I will say as a caveat, I do think, and this is a bit of a different conversation, but I do think that as a soul, if we want to stay closer to this earth plane for whatever reason, then I do think we can do that. Just a personal choice that extends the other side. We still have that freedom on the other side. So if your soul, for whatever reason, feels like, you know what, I want to stay a little closer, I think we can do that. That's totally different, though, than someone who's grieving keeping their loved one here. I also hear because of the way that someone passed away, they can't find peace on the other side. I can't imagine being in the sitter's position and hearing that while I'm grieving a loved one. And especially, again, because in my experience, it's just totally not true. I have brought people through that have passed in every which way. And every one of them says the same thing. I'm fine. I'm at peace. I'm with God, with spirit, whatever word that somebody has for that. Again, that's a physical thing. We leave the physical behind. So even our passing is a very physical thing. It's an exit point physically. So those, I think, are two main examples that stay in my head. There are more. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But I would question it. Everyone has to do what resonates with them. But I would question it if a medium was telling me, oh, your loved one can't find peace because of the way they died, or just telling you that your loved one is stuck in general. And this ruffles some people's feathers, but (laughs) I don't actually think that we get stuck. I really don't. Again, I think we have the choice if we want for whatever reason to stay here physically. But we have a whole team of spirit guides and angels and departed loved ones. I remember I asked spirit one day, I'm like, do we actually just get stuck? Like, that sounds not great. And I heard (laughs) spirit come in and be like, you have a whole team of spirit guides and angels and departed loved ones from this life and maybe other lives. And do you really think we would just leave you stuck? And I'm like, oh, that's a good point. (laughs) So it was spirit saying, we do come for you. Don't worry. We can physically choose. But that's on us. It's not just because of the way that I died. I'm stuck somewhere and I can't find peace or because I didn't believe a certain thing. Like I'm now stuck. I truly believe that it does not work like that. I think that we all find peace.
1: Yeah. So I always love to bring up Dr. Michael Newton's books, Journey of Souls and Destiny of Souls. And he actually talks about what happens to souls after they die, because a lot of his work was doing hypnotherapy on patients to take them in between their lives. And there were some really heartwarming stories of, like you said, people who chose to stay around after their death, but only to check on their loved ones. They were curious about their memorial service. They were curious about those things. They didn't want to leave until they were able to witness that, or they just wanted one more time to make sure that their loved one was okay. But it wasn't like, I'm physically stuck because my loved one's not okay. Yes, we're going to grieve, but they chose to stay to make sure they were okay. There was never anything in there about being forced to do anything that was outside of their control because of our free will. So yeah, that definitely resonates with what you said there. And I think that's why it's so important that we teach about intuition. I know you're a firm believer in teaching people about their intuition
2: for those reasons, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's really important because you are going to have the answers that are best suited for you. A medium or a reader, I think, can be great as a guidepost and maybe a bit of a facilitator in some ways. But I joke that I always say I'm putting myself out of a job, but you don't need a medium to connect with your intuition or your loved ones. So I always say if something feels wrong, or I won't even say wrong, I'll stay away from the terms right or wrong, but if it feels not aligned for you in a reading or whatever it is, then it's probably not for you. And I tell people that in my readings as well, where I say, take what resonates and leave the rest. Maybe it'll make sense in the future. Maybe it won't, but it's up to you. So I think intuition or also discernment, I think discernment is so important. And I actually advise people, if you're thinking about seeing a medium or a reader, for these purposes, I'll say medium, watch them for a little while. Do they do live readings online? Do they have videos of them interacting with people? How do they interact with people on a basic human level? Because right there, that can tell you (laughs) a lot of important information. So true. (laughs) (laughs) And watch how they're interacting in a reading. Not only are they bringing through information that can be validated, but what about the rest of what they're doing? Are they being really pushy with somebody if someone is saying, no, that doesn't resonate? Or are they seeming like they're not very well listening to the person on the other end when the other person is speaking whatever it is and I always say too just because someone can bring through validating information does not mean that they're necessarily the medium for you I'll just put it that way because someone can be very good about bringing through validating information I actually have an example there's someone I won't use any names I brought through a loved one for her many times and he always expressed that he was fine and that he was at peace and he was okay. And I'll just say he passed very traumatically. And she told me at one point that she saw some other reader that was big online. And the reader had told this person that your brother cannot find peace because of the way he passed, and he's perpetually just stuck. So again, readdressing that, I don't feel like that happens anyway. And I was talking to her about it, and one of the things she said was, yeah, but she knew a lot of other things that were very accurate. And this is where the idea that a reader is only as good as their own filters and their own patterns and the way that they see their reality comes into play. I think mediumship development is really important. And I think, honestly, we should have to take like an ethics class or something, to be right. honest. I think it would be helpful. A medium or a reader is only as good as their filters. So the way that they view the world, their own patterns, maybe they have this belief, let's say it goes back to childhood, that if you pass in a certain way, then you can't find peace. They might know validating things through spirit, or they might be psychically picking it up, but any information in terms of the passing goes through that filter of that belief that, well, I've always been told throughout my life that this is what happens if you pass in this way. And I do think we can transcend that as readers and mediums and really tune into spirit and what is spirit saying. However, not everyone is at that point as a reader. So... Someone can know really validating things, but if there is anything that you're really questioning and you're walking away going, oh, wow, that didn't feel good to me. It's not meant for you, and I would leave it, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease And learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive.
1: So that brings me to you talk about this filter, which is a perfect segue to my next question for you personally, Lee, as a psychic medium. I've heard of mediums who will say, I don't filter anything. Whatever comes through, I say it. And then there are others who will have this internal battle with their guides and be like, I don't want to say that. <laughs> it doesn't feel right to say that. Where do you stand on that?
2: I think it's a really in the moment discernment type of thing. And I'll always ask myself, too, if I'm pausing, do I feel like this is going to be harmful in some way to the person that I'm sitting with? Because if I feel that way, then I'm not going to bring it through. My goal is not to be harmful. I don't believe that spirit really gives us any information that is harmful. I think that, again, falls on our filters or potentially we're psychically picking things up, which is a bit different for me because then you're just tapping into someone else's energy and receiving information. It's not spirit in the way of grandmas coming through. So I'll always ask myself, is this going to be harmful in some way? I do think as like a developing medium, it's important to trust yourself and bring through the things that you maybe are doubting a little bit where you're like, thinking, oh, that feels so specific. I don't know if that's right. That's totally different for me. Lee, let's be honest. We still do that. Oh, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> you can see it when I read live. I'm like, I don't know. But you did say developing. Yes. Yeah, constantly developing. So that's a bit of a different story. Yes. In Krianet, there are some things that feel not harmful, but strange to bring through. I just had an incident of that like last month where I'm like, am I going to say that? It wasn't harmful or detrimental at all, but I was like, what? But <laughs> I said it and it really connected. So I think it's just very important to use our own discernment about how might this land with the other person? And if it is going to potentially do more damage than good, keep it to yourself. <laughs> That's
1: my rule for me. Yeah. From someone who has what, like a decade's worth of experience.
2: Yeah. I think you've learned a thing or two. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. I will say, though, I don't come across that often. I really don't. There have been moments, of course, but they're very seldom. Again, I don't think that spirit gives us information that is purposely going to be harmful at all. I think spirit is just unconditional love and wants to reiterate that they're fine and they're at peace and they want the best for us. But of course, I'm a human being. So there have been moments here and there where I'm like, "Hmm, should I say that? And if I don't know, at very least, I'll pause on it and I'll ask for something else. And then at the end of the reading, if I still feel like, yeah, you know what, this feels like I need to trust that this is actually going to help somebody in some way, then I will bring it through. But again, it just goes back to the cardinal rule for me of how does this feel to me and how do I think it's going to land with the other person in the sense of, is it going to be uplifting to them?
1: Yeah. So I want to address that. I think maybe some people might hear this and say, oh, so a reading should just all be about like rainbows and unicorns,
2: (laughs) all that good stuff. (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) I mean, rainbows and unicorns are great. So (laughs) if the reading is all about rainbows and unicorns, awesome. No, I think reading's... Have a tendency actually to get into the messier, heavier things. And I think spirit finds a way to attach an uplifting message or positive message to those heavier, messy things. So, one that comes up a lot for me is when someone feels really guilty about something having to do with their loved one's passing. And Spirit will talk about the guilt, sometimes in depth. They can get very specific and be like, they feel guilty because X, Y, and Z. And I'll relay that information and they'll hopefully confirm it. Well, not hopefully that they feel guilty, but hopefully that I'm getting accurate information. And Spirit will then come in and use that as an opportunity to relay the message of you don't need to feel guilty. I'm okay. So I think with every dense, heavier piece of information, there is a message about why spirit is bringing that forward. And that's more the rainbow unicorn part. But it's not even so much rainbow unicorn. It's just spirit trying to tell us, like, please live your life and let go of these things attached to my passing or attached to whatever, because it's only holding you back. It's almost like spirit just giving that... Unadulterated positive advice for our lives and reiterating that it is okay and that they are okay and we will see each other again. So I don't even know if I would classify that as rainbows and unicorns. It just feels like a truth in my body. So hopefully that answers your question. But I do think readings can absolutely get into the heavier pieces. Yeah.
1: So I love that. That's a great way to put it where, yeah, we do get into some of the nitty gritty sometimes, especially if there's nitty gritty involved with that person. But then they spirit ties it into a way that does make it more loving and lighter and uplifting As we know the other side is, I feel like their perspective is just so much different on that side than
2: it is for us so they could see that bigger picture. Oh, absolutely. I think they have access to the bigger picture. And I think we can get there too. And I also think that takes a lot of work on our part. They are just energy beings that are intertwined with a higher consciousness. And they're very aware of that, because I think we're all entwined with a higher consciousness, but they're just super hyper aware of that now. And they're at peace. And it's a totally different plane of existence. So they have that much broader picture. And their perspective is very different. It's one of unconditional love which sometimes we do struggle with here in all our humanness and all our human emotions and all of that. So it is different for sure. But I think they're here to help remind us that again, they're okay, that we're okay, really. And I know I said it, but we will see them again, that they're at peace and that we will be at peace when we cross and we can be at peace here. It's just all the things that stem from this frequency of unconditional love on their end.
1: Yeah. So you gave two examples already of some things that you have noticed that people should look out for. I think I said good reading. (laughs) Thanks for a good reading. Yeah, whatever word you
2: want to choose. <laughs> I typically try to stay away from the word good and bad, yeah. but I didn't know how to put it either. So I think I went with that earlier. Right. Yeah. A reading maybe that is less resonant than might be beneficial. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned two examples. Have you
1: noticed anything else that the listener can be thoughtful about?
2: Sure. Yeah. So again, I would question it if a reader or a medium... Is telling you that your loved one on the other side is angry with you in any way, shape, or form. In my 11 years of doing this, I have never had a soul tell me that they are angry with anything. Because again, we just spoke about it. They're in a different plane of existence. They have a much broader view. And we leave all that human emotion behind. The only thing we really take with us is love. So we leave the anger and resentment and fear all of that goes away when we leave the body. So I would question it heavily. If someone is telling you something to that effect, or even something to the effect of a medium or a reader saying something like, let's say it's the grandmother coming through. Oh, your grandmother's saying that people really don't like you. What? I've actually heard somebody <sighs> say a medium said that to them. And I tried to tell them, I'm like, listen, not in my experience, that's not coming from your grandmother. (laughs) The other media might have thought for some reason that it was coming from the, you know, because the filters, right? And I get it. This isn't about me judging other readers. It's really not. I do wish readers would take a step back sometimes and again, ask themselves that question, is this going to be harmful? But it is truly not me coming from a place of judgment. And I don't think it's helpful. So, yeah, I would question that if it's anything along those lines of like grandma's coming through and she's saying that people just don't like you. That's not grandma <laughs> saying that in my experience. Just, Sorry, no. It just sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't even imagine. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. Unless it's like an inside joke or something between grandma and the sitter. Right. 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 But yeah,
2: no. Right. And I think spirit would tell you that too. Like it's a joke. I also would heavily question it too if a reader is telling you you have some dark, negative attachments to you and your soul. And a big red flag with that is if they say, but only I can get rid of your dark attachment. (laughs) I would question that. I know I
1: laughed because it's so obvious to us, but I do know that it can not be obvious to people.
2: Yeah, for people who might not know. Yeah. And that's where it gets really unfortunate because it's sad to see that. And of course, I think we laugh a little bit to make light of it is a bit of a heavier situation or not to make light of it, but to bring some of the love frequency, I guess, into it. Yes, I always say you have to laugh. You really do. I think, too, because we do try our best to be in integrity and to be mindful of the space we're holding for people and if we're extending compassion. So I think to us, it feels a bit foreign because I know for myself, I do think "Hmm, that's really interesting. I don't know about that one, you know. So I think that's a part of it. But some people might not know. And I don't fault people for that because I might not have known 10 or 11 years ago we're not told this stuff for the most part, unless maybe you're listening to something like this, or you're listening to another reader talk about it. We're not really informed. So yeah, I think if someone's in a vulnerable place, especially, and they go to a reader and the reader's saying, oh, you have this horrible negative attachment to you and only I can fix it. They might be inclined to believe that. And that's understandable. I would question that heavily, though. I have never had a soul speak to me I've never had the other side speak to me about a negative soul attachment and again especially if someone is saying like I'm the only cure that just in general for really any scenario in life red flag red flag yeah again I'm not trying to judge the reader maybe they really believe that and that's great and that's their truth however If I was the sitter walking away from that, I just wouldn't take it. That doesn't resonate with me.
1: Yeah. And also, this is definitely about those people who are pretending and trying to scam people of their
2: money. Sure. Well, you bring up (laughs) a good point, though, you do, because there are those people out there. And I have witnessed some of them firsthand. Mm -hmm. And I try to just send them love from afar, have my boundary, and I'll send you love and light from afar. But that does happen that Some people really are not tuning in and they're just claiming to, and they are trying to scam people out of their money, which is also unfortunate, but that is where discernment really comes in. Like, how does this reader feel to me? And that's why I really advise watch the reader beforehand. If they have a website, look at their website. If they have a Facebook or an Instagram or a TikTok, whatever it is, look at all of those things. Look at the videos. How are they interacting with people? Is there any examples of them reading? And then from there, make an informed decision about if you feel like that reader is good for you.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I think that's why, again, we're so strong on teaching about intuition, not only for people who want to connect with their own guides or loved ones, but also just so that they can make good decisions. There's that word good again, good decisions in everyday life,
2: <laughs> including this. Right, yeah, the, the decisions that feel aligned. Very, yeah. Yeah, so no, I completely agree because as we strengthen our intuition too, I think it becomes much easier to just tap in and automatically know, oh yeah, that's not for me. I mean, I still have my moments, I'm human, but I do that much more easily at this point in my life, in all aspects of my life than I ever did when I was 20 years old or 21. So I think it serves us in such an amazing way. And we can so easily tap into it. And the more that we do it, I think the easier it becomes just to know what is meant for us and what might not feel resonant for us.
1: Yeah, 100%. So Lee, can you summarize? our discussion for the listener. I can try. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think it's very important to be using discernment in your own intuition when seeking out any sort of a reader or a medium. And a medium is a reader, but there are other forms of readers. And I would question it if there are certain things that are said in a reading. And the cardinal rule just being that you should be walking away from a reading at very, very least not feeling worse than when you went in. And if you feel worse than when you went in, let's just say that that was not the reading for you. If anything feels harmful or traumatic in a reading, in a way of something the reader is doing, because I know sometimes we deal with passings that are traumatic, and that might come up. But if something the reader is doing feels traumatic to you, which hopefully not, but if you're walking away feeling heavier or more sad or whatever it is than when you went in, then that's probably not the reading for you. And if you've had that experience, because I know a lot of people have to keep hope that there are readers out there who will be much more aligned. And we are out there. So look for us.
1: <laughs> Use your discernment. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lee, to help wrap up our interview, I know you just gave a summary, but to help wrap up our interview, just as a little gift for the listener, I was wondering if you had a message from the other side, it could be from Any entity, it could just be intuitive, whatever feels good for the time that they hear this episode.
2: I forget you asked this question. It's always a good one, but I think we've done it the last few times. No,
1: it's good because then it's like on the spot. (laughs) I know.
2: I know. I'm like, all right, where are my spirit guides? (laughs) Okay. This doesn't really have a lot to do with what we were talking about, but I'm going to go with it. That's okay. It's all perfect. Exactly. It is. I just heard be open to change in 2024. And then I got a feeling that might mean even requiring different versions of ourselves that we haven't really seen before in evolving in that way in 2024. And I do want to expand that through 2025. But we're not there yet. So I'll keep it to to 2024. Save it for the next time you're on. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So be open to that. And know that things might look a little different, not in a bad way, but just a little different in certain areas and be open to that evolution of acknowledging and embodying a different version of yourself that maybe you haven't seen before. But again, a more evolved version. So Ooh. that's really interesting. Nothing to do with what we're talking about. But that's okay. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Because it's all
1: about the timing will be perfect for whoever hears it. So Lee, where can people find you and get in touch with you if they wanted to work with you or follow you?
2: Yeah, so right now, Facebook is probably the easiest psychic medium. Lee on there. It's also facebook.com slash Lee the medium. I am on Instagram as well under Lee Walzak. I don't post there too often. But you can see some of my stuff on there. I do have a TikTok as well, but I think I said this last time, I haven't posted any videos. So <laughs> I have like a few hundred followers though. So I'm like, you guys are great for following me without any videos. Hopefully soon. They're
1: waiting. <laughs> yeah, I know.
2: Or you can email me as well. It's just Lee Vitality at gmail.com. And I always say this, but my website is still kind of a work in progress. I, <laughs> I've been taking so long to get the website up it will come together when it's meant to it's fine
1: <laughs> yeah i think you're doing pretty good with that one so <laughs>
2: yeah yeah i think that's part of it too but maybe a part of it is my human procrastination too but it's a work in progress so hopefully next time i'm on there you go i find Tree works just as good oh i should look into Tree. yeah you should <laughs>
1: All right. Well, thank you so much, Lee, for your time and for hanging out with me and for educating myself and the listeners on the behind the scenes of what us psychic mediums have seen and our thoughts on it. So thank you again so much for your time. And I really appreciate
2: you. Thank you. Thank you for having me for a third time. And I look forward to being back for a fourth. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I'm just putting it out there now. I'm going to be on for a fourth. It's all good. I have no doubt. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you. As always, this has been enlightening and I always appreciate it.
1: And that was another episode of a guided life podcast to connect with me via my socials or for links to my book titled guided or my card deck called from your spirit guides please visit my Linktree site at linktr.ee forward slash guidedwest. Thanks so much for tuning in and until next time, love and light always.